Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I got to talk to Frank, a.k.a. Frank is losing weight, who has lost over 300 pounds in less than two years. It's mind-blowing to see the work that he's been able to put in, but it's no surprise when you hear him tell his story and talk about his mindset. He's a really no-nonsense dude who gets after it, pushes the limits, and chases his goals. One of the things that really stuck out to me about Frank was the fact that his biggest tool to losing this weight was walking. He walked a half marathon almost every single day and five times walked a full marathon, including the first time he did it when he was 440 pounds. Most people who are overweight won't walk a mile, but Frank did 26.2 in a day. It is mind-blowing. Frank also relies a lot on the support of his Instagram community, his family, his friends, and he talks about how an experience with his friends um, really shaped his, you know, his health journey and started it. Frank's received a lot of attention lately uh, from things like Men's Health and Brand New Me, who just did an awesome video on him. Uh, make sure that you guys check that out because that attention is well-deserved. He's an awesome dude, and I really enjoyed this podcast. If you guys need a little support, a little accountability, make sure you check out the Hungry for Success Facebook group. Uh, we would love to have you there checking in, being active. And also, if you would like to support the show, um, just tell your family and friends. Word of mouth is the best way to spread awareness about the show or share on social media. All right, that's it. That's all of me. Here is Frank. Frank, what's up, buddy? Hey, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing real well. I'm doing good, man. Uh, glad to be on here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. I uh, It's been a little bit of a crazy time. Had to reschedule, had technical difficulties, just all kinds of a headache, but we're finally, finally here and finally doing it. Yes, sir. So <laughs> I actually um, am kind of new to following you, man. And, and it seems like um, you and your story have been getting um, a lot of uh, attention lately about like some of the amazing accomplishments you've been able to, to do. Yeah, it's been uh, <laughs> quite the wild ride so far in 2021. I just had a video come out uh for the truly youtube and snapchat channels for the series brand new me in which they did a five minute feature on me someone came by and uh just filmed me for what i did in a day and uh yeah it was definitely out of my comfort zone for sure and the one thing <laughs> the one thing that i couldn't believe that I was able to do, but I wanted to make sure I did for that was to be shirtless on there and to show people that it's okay, that you have loose skin and it's normal, especially for a guy like me that was almost 600 pounds. And I wanted to make that point and I think I did and I've gotten a great reaction out of it. And I, I uh, somehow got uh, Men's Health to do a recap of that video and the idea of men's health doing an article on me of all people still stuns me even telling you that right now but i'm honored and grateful that so many people have responded positively to me and my story and uh can't wait to share it with you and everybody else today yeah and i definitely do want to get into that story but first I want to touch on the topic that you brought up, you know, the the shirtless thing, because I've said on this podcast a couple of times that loose skin is a something that I, you know, have mixed feelings about for myself, something that I've struggled with as far as um, confidence and identity and things like that. So how did you, you know, you've lost a significant amount of weight and I'm sure that comes along with some extra skin. So how did you, you know, wrap your mind around doing that when you knew thousands and thousands of not a million people would be seeing that. I've gotten to the point in this journey where I'm just very comfortable with myself inside and out. 
and uh, mentally, it has been just a 180 transformation as far as how I feel about myself. I mean, I used to hate myself for most of my life and not feel had no confidence at all. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's just something where I know that body dysmorphia is a thing with people. But for me, when I look in the mirror, I, I think of myself as, as a badass that has overcome so much and endured so much, but still this body, I I've still, I'm still here living. And I could have easily shut down and died, but I didn't want to allow that. And I know I'll talk about that later about the trip that changed my life. But yeah, I mean, I know when I look at myself, it's not a model or anything like that, but I'm okay with that at this point. And yeah, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's really something that I'm still fully getting used to, but I know someday it could get addressed that I do get it removed. But for right now, for everything that I do, I'm a hundred percent comfortable with it and have no issue. Yeah. And to make the change that you've made, you have to be a badass. Like you obviously are to be able to put in the amount of work and just the the gut and the grit that it takes to make that change so before we go too much farther why don't you give the audience a little bit of background about your story you know the the amount of weight you lost and just how you got to where you are now uh, you want me to talk about before this journey began because i mean I, I have quite a lot that i could i could recap real quick if you want yeah let it rip man all right i've uh been struggling with my weight my entire life. I've been morbidly obese for most of it. Uh, I've been on countless weight loss journeys in the past, doing stuff anywhere from uh, diet pills like HydroxyCut to starving myself to SlimFast to Atkins to Weight Watchers. And I've had two significant weight losses before this current one where I lost around 150 pounds each, but none of those times ended up being long-term. And ultimately my food addiction drove me back to where I was and even in a worse spot than I was before. So whenever anybody says the word diet, I... I cringe a little because from day one of this journey, I knew that this couldn't be a diet, that this had to be a lifestyle change. And I had to make small changes within my life and make it sustainable. And I know I've done that and I'm 100% confident that I will never get back to how things used to be in the past. Man, that's a, that's a very bold statement. And, you know, that's not some, that's not a statement that you hear a lot of people who have lost a lot of weight willing to say. Yes, but I know that I have the discipline that I have enough self-control, enough confidence within myself, and most importantly, patience that you know, it's okay if you have a, a cheat day or two, but you just got to be accountable for it. And in the past, I would just let it drag on. And then one day would become a week. And then before you know it, it would just be the downward spiral like it always was before. But I have a great support system around me that won't let me get to that point. And I haven't. I've been, I've been very fortunate. And yeah, yeah, I... I feel like for the first time in my life, I finally have control with my weight and my eating in general. You're correct about one thing for sure. And that is that downward spiral spiral can just easily continue. And I, you know, I can give a personal example of that being this weekend, we went to a family function and I 100% overate. I've been super dialed in on my nutrition for the entire year because I have some goal, aggressive goals that I set and 
it just kind of went off the rails this weekend. The one thing about that, though, is the old me, similar to what it sounds like with you, is that that would have continued for a week or two weeks or however long. But today I got back on the wagon. The first thing I did was, you know, started back on my nutrition plan this morning for breakfast. Every meal since then has been spot on. And I'm building those uh, successes up, which continue and uh, just builds upon itself. Yeah. Build all the positive momentum you can. I mean, I mean, people talk about one day at a time, but you could look at it one meal at a time, one hour at a time and just, you know, build from there. And sometimes you have to break it down like that for to be able to keep going with it, you know? Yep, absolutely. So going back a little bit to you said that you've been overweight your entire life, which is, you know, the exact same as me what do you think that is? Has that been some of a genetic component for you? Is it, you know, poor eating habits that, that you grew up with? I know you did mention, um, being like food addiction as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, definitely part of it was the eating. There, there was a lot of fast food and, uh, uh, my dad's side of the family has a history with uh, diabetes and uh, poor eating habits and just not really focusing on nutrition like I do now. And just so much candy and just so much, so much crap. And although I still like certain things like Reese's peanut butter cups, I I know that instead of having, you know, seven or eight of them that I, I could have two of them and be okay with it. But it's still wild to me when I go to family functions and I see these people still, uh, you know, with plates full stacked high of food at fam family functions and just not taking care of themselves. And they see me and they say, Oh, you're doing such a good job. I wish I could do that. And hello, you can do this. What I've done, anybody could do. And you just have to want it bad enough. And they haven't wanted it bad enough. But, you know, some people just never want to change. And it is what it is. But I had my brinking point, And I knew I had to change or I would be dead. So, so tell me about that. What was that breaking point you got to? April 2019. It was myself and three friends. We went on a trip to Nashville, Tennessee. And it was for my friend Matt's uh, bachelor weekend. I didn't really want to go because I had a bad feeling that it wasn't going to turn out well for me. And lo and behold, that was true. Everything from walking up a flight of stairs to fitting into Ubers to sitting you know in a stool next to the bar just it, it it just was really bad and there was a few things that like really stuck out to me uh nashville is full of rooftop bars and so these guys wanted to go up up some and i was struggling just to get up one and that was the only one in the trip that we we were able to go to because it took me like 10 minutes just to get up one one rooftop and I was struggling and huffing and puffing and it felt like I was walking a marathon. We went to a Nashville Predators Chicago Blackhawks hockey game. And before the national anthem played, we sat down in the seats and in the past for a while, the seats, seats uh, at sporting events and concerts, they'd be really tight. But this particular night, I could only manage to be in it for a minute before I had to get up and I cried and I left the row and I went to the standing room only section for the remainder of the game. And, uh, you know, thank, thank you to my friends who, uh, you know, saw that, Oh, geez, this guy's not going to be able to sit here. And they came down by me for the entire game. And, 
I was struggling standing for two hours and luckily there was a chair, a spare chair, uh, just around. So every now and then I was able to sit down, but, oh, it was hell. And we walked out of there and two of my friends, uh, were trying to get out of the downtown area to get an Uber to get to me, but it was me and that friend, Matt, who were at the bottom of this hill. And I, I was complaining and crying and whining about how I can't get up this hill. And he told me, he's like, Frank, we are going to get up this hill no matter what it takes. And we finally got up that hill. We took a van back to the hotel and the four of us had two combined rooms. So the, the three other guys were in one room and I was in one room. I had just gotten out of the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I said to myself, do I want to live or do I want to die? And that I had to change my ways when we got back to the Chicagoland area. And we got back on a Sunday night. And that Friday morning, April 12th of 2019 is when I began this journey and haven't looked back ever since. I mean, that's a pretty powerful thing. Like eventually, or like you... I know that feeling of like not being able to do the things that other people are able to do. And it's not a good one. Like I, I remember I was like out with a bunch of friends, um, just like going to bars and stuff. And there was a mechanical bull and I went to get on it. And like, as soon as I approached the thing before I even opened my mouth, the guy who was working it put his hand up and he said, uh, no one over 300 pounds. And I was like, damn, man, you didn't even ask. And it was kind of one of those things he didn't have to. Right. Oh. And, and I just like remember wanting to like crawl up into a shell and hide. And like, I can only imagine that that's how you felt on that trip, even with like, you know, people who are your best friends. Yeah. I, you know, I apologize to all of them later on and they're like, you know, it was, it was about being together and you know, that's great and all, but there was that guilt for me for a long time. And now that I am at a certain place with my weight, I've thought about it all the time. And I really hope that this happens sometime in the future that the three, that the four of us go to Nashville and go in that Bridgestone arena in Nashville and sit in a seat. And that'd be pretty epic, man. Yeah, that, that would that would be the, that, that would probably be the ultimate in this journey to go back to the place that that changed my life and got me to to finally get my shit together. That'd be like a top non-scale victory, right? You did, it wouldn't get much better than that. Absolutely, man. So one thing that I, I'm very curious about is you have, you know, I can tell even like in the tone of your voice, like you have a super um, serious mindset around this, like kind of like a no bullshit. This is my responsibility. I'm the one that has to put in the work. Where does that mindset come from? And what was your mindset like when you were in the middle of this, like at your biggest? I mean, ugh, at the beginning, it was so tough because I'd always been so down on myself and I, I didn't believe in myself. And I, I, I followed people like David Goggins, who are who is incredibly inspirational and this no nonsense bullshit, uh, no bullshit individual that won't take can't as an answer for anything and just perseveres and does anything he puts his mind to. And that's the way that I've looked at it from the very beginning. I've used walking as my big tool to to say that, you know, I can do anything that, that I want. And I, without walking this, this wouldn't have happened because I've used something so easily as that and have walked a half my marathon a day, almost not as much anymore, but there's been five times, uh, within this journey that I've walked uh, at least a marathon within a day 
And I remember the first time I did it, it, it still blows people's minds. I was 443 pounds and I was able to walk 26.2 miles within a day. And I just remember collapsing in my basement floor laughing because I couldn't believe that I just pulled this off and that I, I didn't think anybody would believe, believe me. So I made sure to get that screenshot shot in before midnight so no one could ever question me yeah and you got to let those haters know what's up <laughs> absolutely absolutely so any goal that i have set for myself i've hit and i just i, I i'm just not one for the excuses i feel i figure there is a way for everything and i've made sure of it and made the most of it and will continue to do so and will continue to evolve over time. You know, there's two things that really stick out to me about the story you just told. And, you know, the first one is obviously the big glaring one that at 440 pounds, you can walk a half marathon. There's people who a are full, a full marathon. A full, <laughs> I'm sorry, a full marathon. And if you have five times walking a full marathon and there's people out here that are 300 pounds and like they won't go walk their first mile or they won't start to try to eat right. Just the level of dedication that you have stands out. And, you know, I don't, I don't really want to go back to this necessarily, but like just the, the shift of your mindset from where you were before to that, like has to be just astronomical. Yeah. I, you know, it, it all goes back to the Nashville trip. I, in my mind, if I didn't get it right this time, I, I had it in my head that it would never go right and that I would be dead. So I feel like every day is vital in this journey. And that's that's been the difference from all the other journeys in the past. And I, I'm thankful that I, I have such a strong mindset and strong support system around me to make all this happen and to, to do things that people continue to be shocked with. And I'll even say, for example, I, I don't know when this is all going to come out, but I'll just say it anyways. On Saturday, March 6th, I am going to walk 52.4 miles within a day, two full marathons, and raise money for Mental Health America. And to be in that mindset to want to do 52.4 miles, I have, to, I, I have to become a different person that day. I have to become in, in a, I have to put myself in a mode that I can't be on a daily basis. I, I have to be on a, like, a, like a killer mentality that I'm not taking any shit from anybody that day and that there will be nothing that will stop me even when I want to quit, which believe me in the past, when I've done things like this, like I have walked 50 miles within a day before and you know, your legs will say one thing, but my head says, no, man, you are going to finish this shit. You are going to get this done. You said you were going to do it. You're going to do it because if I don't do it, I feel like I'm disappointing people and myself. So I just push myself and to, to limits that I feel like I can do. And yeah, I've done it. Hell yeah. You're getting, me, you're getting me hyped up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's incredible. And, you know, like the other point that I was going to make was that people, when they start this journey, get so overwhelmed by the complexity of things. Like I see people who are very overweight and, you know, are new to the gym and they're asking, you know, like a lot about the complexity of like workout structures and different workout techniques and all these things. And like you, the, your biggest tool that you said was walking, you know, like people, mm -hmm. you know, people like really overcomplicate all the things that you need to do when you set out and did something as simple as walking and use that tool. And I'm sure that you built on that, right? Like I'm sure the very first day, wasn't some you know it wasn't 50 miles but oh, oh dear god no <laughs> but but over this time and not like a super long amount of time you have built 
into you're getting ready to do two marathons, which is nuts. Yeah, I, the original goal was 10,000 steps a day. And it took me six days from when I began to finally, to, I shouldn't say finally, to start doing that consistently. And it's only grown from there over time. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I see those stories too about people uh, in the gym. And the funny thing about me is I've never once stepped foot in a gym. I've, I've done push-ups and sit-ups and uh, run stairs and, you know, lifted some minor weights, uh, you know, at certain points, but never once have I uh, stepped foot in a gym. And I, I take pride in that. And I do want to go to a gym eventually. And part of it before was, you know, I didn't want people to look at me and judge me and whatnot, but I I've gone long past that. And it's more just a, a COVID thing. And not really feeling safe, uh, you know. I feel safe, but I, I, you know, I just don't trust everybody else uh, there for right now. But there will be a point where I need to go to the gym and start lifting weight, heavier weights consistently, and we'll do that for sure. Yeah, I mean that definitely sounds like a good plan. So when you when you look at this whole thing and you look five years or whatever down the road. What do you want this to look like? Do you want to be running marathons to that point? You want to be doing an ultra marathon? Like wh what, what do you see for Frank in five years? As far as his health journey is concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I have it in my head that on March 6th, when I do this 52.4 miles of walking, that that's the absolute limit that I want to do as far as that's concerned. But a few months ago, at 33 years old, I ran a mile for the first time in my life without stopping. And it took me 12 minutes. I mean, but the, the fact that I did it blew me away because I, I'm sure, you know, back, back in grade school and high school, they made you run the mile. Yeah, I mean, it, they make everybody run the mile, but I always bullshitted my way into only doing a half a mile or three quarters of a mile and the teacher feeling sorry for me and, and not having to do the whole thing. So to be able to do that mile has made me want to, by the end of the year, try to run a 5k, but from there, five years from now, I mean, I think ultra marathon is out of the question, but it would be really sweet having walked all these marathons within this time to actually run a marathon, preferably the Chicago marathon, since that's a half hour from me and always seeing people on TV do that and knowing people that have done that. It'd be cool to be like, you know what? I actually crossed that finish line in Chicago. Yeah, man, I wouldn't put it past you. I mean, with the things that you're already accomplishing, I would say that's definitely, definitely attainable. One thing that another thing I want to ask you is about this mindset, man, is has this transferred over into other parts of your life, such as like relationships or work or anything of that nature? I mean, I wasn't working for a while and I've only just started working recently with DoorDash. And I, I know people at first were like, oh, geez, DoorDash, and you, know, you know, you have to be around food all the time. How is that going to be? But I haven't been tempted at all. And it, it, this whole thing has just given me so much confidence within myself. And slowly but surely, I'm trying to do more with all these other aspects of my life. I got my health down. You know, I, you know, I do want to get back into the dating scene and whatnot. And because I have all this confidence now, I feel like I, I have something more that I can bring than I did in the past when I was so low and being in relationships. So yeah, it is, uh, it's been awesome. And I know that confidence is going to keep growing from here. Yeah. I was recently asked on another podcast that I was a guest on just 
you know, what are strategies to build your confidence or like, how did I do it while losing weight? And I mean, you know, I talked about there that the confidence that I built was really almost a side effect of just conquering the goals that I set off to do. And the more and more that I achieved, the more confident I was in my abilities and the more confident I was in my abilities, the more confident I was in myself and pushing myself past the limits is, is that has been that similar, has that been similar for you or have you done things specifically to, um, increase your confidence? Uh, that, that sounds very similar to me, actually. You, you couldn't have said it better yourself. Uh, yeah, the, the more goals that I hit, the more that I believe in myself and the more weight that I have lost and, and kept off, the more I've believed in myself. And like I said, it, it is transferred now into other areas and I'm slowly working on getting my entire life together, not just my health. And it feels good because I've never felt so confident in my life than I do right now talking to you. Well, I mean, that's an amazing place to, to be in mentally. And, you know, I'm, it's gotta be cool to see like all of your hard work pay off in, you know, the brand new me video and just having all those people see that and then like the kind words that you get from it and the inspiration that you're giving other people that has to boost that confidence even more well absolutely i mean when uh the brand new me video came out i i didn't know how people would react i knew a lot of people were going to watch it just because of volume of subscribers and whatnot but i i and that's why at first I was hesitant about showing my loose skin on there because I knew that that would be the number one thing people would judge, not the amount of weight I lost or what I did to get there, but because I look a certain way, how would people react? And I've had nothing but positive responses, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and people telling me that what you're doing is very important and awesome and it shows a lot about yourself and it gives confidence into other people. And it, it still blows me away when people occasionally message me since that video saying, I saw you do what you did and it's made me want to start my own journey. And that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to have that much of an impact that if I can even change one person's life into wanting to change themselves, that this whole thing was worth it. And it has been. So let's just say you get somebody slides in your DMS and they say like, Frank, I, you know, I saw what you've done. I want to do something similar. Like what, what's that, you know, just piece of advice that you give those people. You got to have a lot of patience. This doesn't happen overnight. You didn't, I didn't get to 557 pounds by just having one epic McDonald's meal. It was day after day after day of abusing my body with fast food and other nonsense, soda, alcohol, whatnot. And that the scale doesn't always tell you the whole story. It's a tool, but I feel like there's so many people out there that rely on the scale for happiness that it takes away from everything else. And you're not going to always lose, uh, you know, 20 pounds in a month. There's going to be times where you're going to have stalls and you're going to have plateaus and you have to understand that this is a lifelong marathon and that just because you haven't lost a certain amount of weight in a certain time, you got to keep pushing through. You've got to keep believing in yourself. You got to stay consistent. You got to want it bad enough. The days that you don't want to do it, you got to do it. And you'll thank yourself later. I mean, I could tell you about <sighs> binge eating has been an issue with me over the years. And it's still an issue with me, food addiction in general. 
And that's why I like to talk so much about it because I want people out there to not feel alone with that. And there's so many people struggling with it. And (sighs) binge eating, it's tough because you, you go through a binge and then you feel really bad about yourself. But then that could lead into day after day of hating yourself. And I've had a binge last a day, two days, but then I snapped back out of it and realized, Frank, what are you doing? This is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're better than this. And I talked myself out of it. And there's a lot, there's a lot of hurdles in this journey for however much weight you lose but you just have to keep pushing yourself. And that's, that's as much as I can really say about that. Yeah. So when you look at food addiction, binge eating, what like methods have you used to, to cope with some of that stuff to, to help you, you know, break free of some of those things? Like I know it never like really goes away. I mean, I, I would consider what I did this weekend to be binge eating. Like, you know, I was essentially around a buffet of food all weekend and I just never stopped eating. And, you know, like you don't always feel in control. I knew exactly what I was doing, but stopping that cycle was pretty hard until I got away from the food, like actually got away from the food. Yeah. And I think, I think everybody in a weight loss journey has that problem from time to time with the binge eating. Uh, For me, there was just certain things like just drinking more water and just avoiding fast food for the most part, part at all costs. And still to this day, eating before bed is very difficult for me. I do intermittent fasting, like try to do like 17 hours uh, fasting seven hours on, but there, there's occasions at night before bed that I want to eat a meal, but I decide I just go with an apple or a non-fat flavored Greek yogurt instead, and it cures my craving. Or there's been many times where I've wanted to just eat spoonfuls of peanut butter, <laughs> but I, you know, uh, yeah. Man, that jar looks tempting. Like, ooh. Oh, (laughs) does it ever sometimes. But I decide to just go to sleep and I sleep it off and I fight it off within myself. And then when I wake up the next day, I take that as a major victory. And then I don't think about that again. So you you said earlier you know, you tried a lot of diets and you had success on multiple weight loss journeys. And so what does your nutrition look like now compared to, you know, whenever you were at your heaviest weight and what's really the big difference now between the two other times you've been successful in this journey? I mean, in the past, I used to rely a lot on frozen, quote unquote, healthy dinners, healthy meals. And me loving to cook has come to my advantage for this journey. Currently, I I love cooking more than ever now. And cooking your own food instead of having processed stuff is just so much better because you know what you're putting into your body. And believe it or not, I'm a guy that really loves tacos. And so if I can find a way to make tacos healthier and to do a variety of them, I'm going to do it. And I have. And if, if there is a diet technically I'm on, I would say I'd be on a taco diet because I eat tacos almost every day and I'm never sick of it. But I have a concoction that I make on a daily basis. It's celery, spinach, coconut water, and regular water. And 
it's actually pretty decent. It, it's, it's a hell of a lot better than taking shots of apple cider vinegar. If you've ever had that, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. but, but yeah, doing that, uh, helps get my green, you know, gets my greens in without having to eat a whole bunch of greens. I just drink it and it just goes down easier, but I just had to be a lot more strict about, uh, portions too, because I, I, I didn't want to do keto or carnivore or any specific way of eating because I still love potatoes. I still love rice. I still love white corn tortillas, but it was just about how can I make that still a part of my everyday without going overboard with it. And so I've been able to manage, um, I try to do two big meals a day and two snacks a day and it's worked for me on occasion. I've done uh, OMAD one meal a day, but uh, I'm a guy that loves to eat. I just, I, I need to eat. So it's just hard for me to want to do OMAD uh, all the time. And I know that works for people, but Hey, you do what you like, you do what you're, you're comfortable with. And Doing the two big meals and two snacks a day has uh, worked out for me. Yeah, I think the best thing you said there is do what you like, do what you're comfortable with, and do what makes you successful. Like it, it seems like you've tried, uh, you know, quite a few different things, and the taco diet's working for you. Yeah, and don't be afraid to change it up. You know, if something doesn't work, you know, move on from it. There's plenty of ways to lose weight in a healthy way. So there's not one particular way. That's yeah, for sure. I always think about something that Mark Bell said on his podcast was basically, you know, what gets you from uh, 400 pounds to 350 might not be the same thing that gets you from 350 to 275 and 275 to, to, to 250. Like things change your diet evolves, your exercise evolves, everything should evolve. You're growing as a person, you're becoming more physically able to do stuff. You know, like why would you continue to really do the same thing when you're capable of more or, you know, your lifestyle is changing. You have to change your, your lifestyle to, to meet the demands of the, the demands of what you're doing. You have to, you have to, because if you do the same thing over and over again, after a while, you're going to become sick of it. And uh, for me, I mean, that has led to binging in the past. And I think Albert Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and think, I'm just paraphrasing, that something's going to change. Yeah. So that's why compa compared to all the journeys in the past, I knew that I had to completely flip from what I did to make sure that this would last and me walking a half marathon a day, I know that's not sustainable, especially if I'm working now. So I still want walking to be a big part of my life, but I, I know that I am not going to walk as much and that's okay, but I have to find other exercises and ways to keep up with my health and you know, it, it just, it keeps growing depending on the situation, you know, for everybody out there. Yeah. I think that those are, um, those are great points, man. And, you know, this is definitely a first for the hungry for success podcast. You are by far the first taco expert we've ever had on the show. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't end the show without asking you, uh, what type of taco is your favorite? You said you got a lot of different varieties. Like how do we make the dopest taco? Oh, I my go-to for me is ground Turkey. I know not everybody's a fan of ground Turkey, but I, I love Taco Bell and I found a low sodium Taco Bell seasoning to put on, on the meat. And I, I do, yellow onions, red peppers, cilantro, lime. And I love white corn tortillas the most. So for me, I would say if that, if there's a go-to taco for me, it would be that. But I mean, I've made lamb tacos, chicken tacos, 
veggie tacos, ground beef tacos. It doesn't matter if it could be, if it could be put in a tortilla, I'm in. <laughs> so I guess on a little bit more serious note, man, one thing that you have mentioned a couple times here is the support that you've received and how that has helped you along your journey. You know, are you getting that support from family or friends or, or Instagram community or where does that come from? I've, I've gotten it from all over, uh, family, family has been a huge support. I think some in particular don't fully understand because they still have those issues with food, but you know, they're always supporting me and cheering me on, which is awesome. And I have a strong core of friends that hasn't changed throughout this entire journey that's always hyping me up and cheering me on and instagram has been uh, has been, has just been unbelievable for me because i've been able to use that page at frank is losing weight to use it as a diary of sorts and not just talk about the triumphs in my journey, but I want to make it a point for all the times that I struggle as well. Because, I mean, you and I both know, you see people on there and all they post is the positive things of the wins, but it's never going to be a straight slope to the finish line with this. And you're going to have struggles. And I've, I've gotten plenty of support on there. I'm blessed that people find me inspiring and motivating. And if I see somebody down that needs to get hyped up, I want to be someone that could help. I might not be the, the, the go-to person, but if I see it and I just sense that, oh, maybe a few words of saying, you know, hey, you're a badass, keep being incredible, you got this, you know, if that can change someone's mindset and change someone's day, then that makes me feel good. And the Instagram community has, I let's just say this, I wish I would have found this many years ago in previous journeys, because I think that would have helped me stay more accountable than before, like, like I am now, because people won't let me slip. I mean, you got your family and your friends, that's one thing, but to be able to talk and connect with people that really, really understand and has gone through and knows your struggles with weight, it's, it's a different animal. And I greatly appreciate all those people out there that follow me and uh, take something from me. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I do this show basically is because people can listen to this. They can listen to your story and just hear some of the things that you're talking about and resonate with them. You know, they probably see this exact same things like we're talking about binge eating. Like they probably have those exact same experiences that they don't have a lot of people directly around them in their lives that understand that feeling like you or I might. Yeah. And uh, I've had countless messages. Like I will talk about, uh, you know, food addiction. I'll talk about how, you know, I would go to a friend's in the past and they would have a barbecue, but they didn't have chicken. So I would stop and pick up chicken and, before I went to the person's house because it was an excuse. And, you know, I would, I, I would have people reach out to me saying, you know, I've gone through that too. And, you know, I thought I was the only one and, and, and this or that. And it's like, no, there's a lot of people that are like me out there, but not everybody is as open about it as I am. And I, I feel also by saying these things, it might make other people out there more comfortable in talking about it with people instead of just holding it in. So it's hard to talk about those things. I mean, Oh, absolutely. You have to, cause you're essentially kind of opening yourself up for 
ridicule and talking about the things that, you know, you can feel ashamed by or the things that you don't want to be doing. That's what you're talking about. And that is not, uh, that's not easy to do. Yeah. And initially, I, I mean, it took me a while to really start opening up about all this because I, I, I was afraid. I was afraid that I was going to get judged by people because I'm speaking out about these certain things. But then over time, you know, like we talked about the confidence earlier, it just loving who I am, appreciating who I am. I, if I tell my story, I have to tell you everything. I can't just tell you one thing and not tell you these other things because food addiction has been a major part of my life into why I've had a problem with obesity. So to get that out there and to be so free with it, I know that I feel like I've gotten the respect, uh, more respect from people because of that, because they have experienced it too. So it's uh yeah it's uh i i try to keep keep being as open as possible and it is very hard sometimes but i i always look at the positive and the good that comes out of it yeah man well you are definitely putting a lot of positive energy out there a solid mindset that you know, amps people up. You had me ready to go earlier, ready, ready to run through a brick wall, man, like just hyped up. So, I mean, I keep putting that energy out there and keep like inspiring people, man. And so, you know, kind of bringing this thing to a close, I want you to let everybody know where they can um, find you on social media to get, to get some of that hype. I am on Instagram only at Frank is losing weight. And if anybody has any questions, uh, you can send me a DM. I'm uh, very open with uh, talking to people on there and, and we'll respond back to you. So don't think that, oh, that I won't. I, I will make sure I will get to you. Believe me. Boom. That's it. Thanks again to Frank for the uh, for being a guest and dropping some inspiration on us, man. I, I really uh, enjoyed the episode. And I think all of you listeners uh, have some great stuff to take away from it. Um, but with that said, stay hungry, my friends, and we will see you back here next week for another episode of the Hungry for Success podcast.